0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Universe podcast. Today we are continuing our coverage of The Bad Batch, talking about Season 2, Episode 3 with myself and Aaron McGowan. All that more right after this commercial break. We have no control. Welcome back. I'm Matthew, your host, they them pronouns. I'm joined as I am every week on the Bad Batch coverage by Aaron McGowan. Aaron, how are we doing today? I'm doing
1: good, doing good, staying home, which is safe for me right now because the world is a skating rink.
0: Yeah, um, Aaron and I both live in the great frozen north, uh, Canada (laughs) South, as it's often referred to, Minnesota, um, where I was just told that the winds and roads are so bad that no DoorDash is delivering. And when you know that's happening, you know that things are pretty bad. (laughs) So we're home, but we've got another great Bad Batch episode to talk about. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this one overall?
1: I know I say this every week, but I really liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I, loved, ugh, I loved having a Crosshair episode. Like, it's just yeah. what we needed. You know, like, give the Batch their time to breathe. We'll get back to them. But, like, really checking in, like, what's the Empire doing? What's Crosshair doing? Oh, my God. Commander Cody! What's he um, doing?
0: So, I think most people are listening to this. They've probably seen the episode very recently. But, you know, some may have not seen it and just want to be caught up. Or folks gonna be going back and listen, watching this later. Give us a quick summary, Aaron, of what happened in this episode.
1: Yeah, so this episode opens with Crosshair. It shows him; he's kind of like alone, ostracized from the clones, as always. And he goes up to Admiral Rampart. We find out he's been cleared medically to go back to duty after being abandoned on Camino for, I think it was thirty six days. Right. Anyways, he gets assigned to a squad led by our sweet baby Commander Cody, who. I believe his chip is still active, but throughout the episode, we see him kind of start to still make his own decisions and question what's going on. So, they are tasked with going to a planet called Desix, which used to be a separatist planet and is really fighting to be independent from the Empire. And the Empire is trying to take it over. So, they sent a governor there and then the people of Desix – captured him, so now they're sending this strike team, led by Commander Cody, to go get um, what was his name? Governor Groton back, Mm -hmm. and kind of take Desix for the Empire. Um, So that's kind of what goes on. We see some battle droids. Looks like Desix still has some laying around. Um, We see a tactical droid. We see some droidicas, And it's very Clone Wars reminiscent to me. Like, Mm -hmm. they come in on a shuttle, the whole like we've been hit. They use that phrase so much in the Clone Wars. I was just like, oh. "Yep." Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get shot down on their shuttle. They crash, whatever, and they go from there.
0: Um, yeah, just a quick interruption there. We spend so much of this episode watching clones led by Commander Cody fighting battle droids mm-hmm. that I have just been programmed by Star Wars to root for them. Yes, and then I have oh my to God, kind of yes. remember like, oh, but they're the Empire putting down like an independent system. I don't want to root for them, but no. everything I know has told me I'm supposed to root for them at this moment. It was such brilliant filmmaking.
1: They really tricked us too because at the start of the episode, um they're using blue laser bolts, mm-hmm. not red. So right. it's like really reminiscent of the Clone Wars and the Republic. I literally I had the same feeling. I wrote down why am I rooting for the Empire right now? <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> I like <laughs> stopped and took a second. I was like, "Wait a minute. Yep. This is wrong." <laughs>
0: I anyway, finish. What happens in the episode?
1: Yeah. So they go um, – they infiltrate, take out some droidicas. We see some commando droids. We meet some new clones. They get blown up. Um, and then we end up kind of with Cody and Crosshair making this final push to get to the tactical droid and take him out so that the battle droids are left with no commander. Right. Because then they're practically useless. So – we get this really cool scene of them fighting commando droids up the stairs. They're both kind of like down, pinned down. Cody whips out a knife, takes them out, which is very reminiscent to him in the clone wars where we mm-hmm. actually saw him fist fight and kickbox a bunch of um droids. So yep. I just love that Cody is still up close and personal with it, still just the baddest out there. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, Crosshair's like gets choked out. He's a little injured, but he's like I can make the shot from where I am if you throw this little like i don't know what they're called but they're these little discs that like crosshair can bounce bullets off of basically right and so cody's like where do you want me to throw it crosshair just said as far as you can cody chucks it crosshair fires the shot we see it bounce through i think three or four commando droids killing them all and then finally going through the tactical droid's head as well and just like that they're all taken out and then Cody says, okay, we got to find Groton. And then we hear Tawny Ames, which is the current governor of Sussex, the mm-hmm. former separatist governor. She says, oh, you don't need to look for him. He's right here. And kind of has like gun to his head, all that good stuff. Um, she's saying we're an independent system. The Empire won't. Like respect peace, she said that she was a separatist senator along with Mina Bonteri, who we've seen in the Clone Wars. She was Padme's close friend, and yep. she's also Lux Bonteri's mother, who was kind of Ahsoka's possible love interest throughout the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tawny mentions this bill that they tried to pass in the Clone Wars to kind of like a treaty between the separatists and the Republic. And we have an episode about why that failed and why Palpatine turned it down. Right. And she says, at that point I stopped believing in peace. And Cody's like, peace can still be an option. And he kind of puts his hands up. He takes his helmet off, humanizes himself, puts his gun down. He said, peace can be an option. Like we're here to help. Um, which is another thing he says earlier in the episode. Um, there's a child and a mother who see the clones coming in and they're scared and they try to like run away. And he goes, it's okay. We're here to help. And he believes that he really believes that at this point in the episode. And so he's saying to Tani, like we can have peace. We just like, you let him go. We'll talk it out. And she's eventually convinced she lets um, governor Groton go. And he goes, the governor starts screaming like, Oh, kill her, execute her, take her out. And Commander Cody's like, Well, I promised her a peaceful resolution. Like I'm not gonna do that. And he's like, Are you disobeying me? Don't disobey me. Blah blah blah. He's arguing with Cody, and then we just hear a shot fire and yeah. it pans over to Crosshair. We see the smoke from his gun. And it plays oh it plays that music that was Crosshair's theme in the first season, the kind of like mm-hmm. like I don't know how it sounds, but it just gave me chills. And Yeah. It's It shows he's the same crosshair from season one, you know, the same crosshair who will shoot one of his own people if they're not obeying his commands. Right. And so, yeah, we see that. And then, you know, Cody's clearly upset by it. Mm -hmm. He's not happy. They go, they get back on the shuttle, um, go back to whatever planet they started on. I don't think it's stated, Mm -hmm. but they have this little conversation, Cody and crosshair – And Cody's saying... I wrote it down. He's saying, do you think we're doing good? Do you think the Empire is actually fighting for the right thing? Crosshair says, like, I'm a soldier of the Empire, and therefore, like, I do what they tell me. Right. And Cody says to him, you know what makes us different from battle droids? We make our own decisions. That means we also have to live with them. And... We see Cody – or no, sorry, earlier when Cody had said, do you think we're doing what's right? And Crosshair said what he said. We can see Cody – really his face kind of like falls. Like we see that he was reaching out to Crosshair really hoping to connect, hoping that they were on the same page about this and they're not.
0: Yeah.
1: And you see him kind of like come to that conclusion, realize what he's going to do. And they part ways. And then we see Crosshair again in his bedroom, not sleeping, because he's alone and sad whether he wants to admit it. Um, (laughs) And then he gets called to Admiral Rampart's office again, who's now Vice Admiral Rampart. He's gotten Mm -hmm. a um, promotion since offing the commander in the last episode, I guess. Um, Oh, yes. So we see... Crosshair go up to the office, he gets assigned a new um, mission, and Rampart's like, okay, you're going to be under CT, blah, blah, blah. Right. Crosshair's like, what happened to Commander Cody? Why not under Cody? Rampart's like, Cody? Who's that? Crosshair goes, CT-2224. He goes, oh, well, he appears to have gone AWOL. Funny how all the clones around you seem to disappear. And so he really just lays like kind of coming at Crosshair like implying that he's part of the problem
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we see Crosshair just like it really makes him angry because he's there and in his mind he's doing everything right he's fighting for the Empire he's following every order and yet he's still being doubted he's still being abandoned on Camino because of the squad that he came from and because right. the people that happen to be around him are disappearing and yeah I kind of I felt like this episode is now every clone that Crosshair had a relationship or a connection to has deserted or left. Yeah. Because Clone Force 99 was very separate and the only regs that they liked or were friends with were Rex and Cody. Mm -hmm. And so Crosshair is now completely alone. Yeah, And so I think we'll see more of that and how it affects him throughout the
0: season. Yeah, I think that's such a good way of putting it. and. We we know that's happening from the very beginning because the episode title is "The Solitary Clone." There's so much in this episode of Good do. I want to just start with Cody though, because I think one of the one of the questions I think that a lot of us have had throughout all of this is, what exactly is the chip doing? Does the chip only control Order ninety nine stuff? I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Does the clone <laughs> only control Order sixty six stuff? Does the clone? Does the chip? Say one more time. Does the chip only control Order sixty six type stuff? Like about the Jedi, is the is the chip all about like obedience in general? Because there's a line fairly early on where Crosshair is talking about something that they have to do, and and how like it's uh, and and Cody says, well, you know, good soldiers they and he doesn't say the exact phrase. He says something like, good soldiers are supposed, good soldiers we follow orders or something like that. Yeah, it's very clearly a reference to that, but it's not the exact wording, and. To me, I really love this because what it, what I feel like what it's saying is that, yes, the chip is there. Yes, the chip controlled Order 66, but that now time has passed. Maybe the chip is fading a little bit, as we saw happen to, you know, we saw it kind of activated. Yeah. In, in Tupp's case, it kind of activated too early. We also wonder, like, do they start to degrade over time? But certainly for Cody, at least, he, he when he has this moment of conscience he is able to act on his own conscience. He's not just blindly following orders. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a lot more interesting because now we're introducing agency. Now we're introducing, like, at this point, the clones are starting to think for themselves. And yeah. That discussion they raise is one that I think is, you know, that happens in the militaries all the time about when, when, when are you, when are you supposed to question your orders because they're maybe not the the right thing the way you think they are?
1: Yeah yeah i think that conversation watching it through the second time at first i was like okay they're just conversing you know and how it went is cody says something like i heard the rest of your squad defected at the start of the war or the start of the empire and crosshair was like yeah whatever like they're weak but like i'm here i'm a soldier of the empire right and then i think Cody in that moment was kind of hoping Crosshair would have sympathy for Clone Force 99 and be on the same page. Because I think at this point, he's already starting to question the Empire a little bit. I think so, yeah. And when Crosshair doesn't relate to him, he just kind of reverts to the like, yeah, good soldiers follow orders. I think it's like, not like backhanded, but it's a little sarcastic almost, where he doesn't Mm. fully mean it. Yeah. That's how I saw it.
0: I, I think that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah so, that I, I, oh,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, I think you're right about the chip. I think it kind of, my understanding is that it was mostly about Order 66. Mm-hmm. And now the clones have just kind of been siphoned into the Empire and they're just kind of going from there. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, I'm fully on board with Crosshairs Chip is gone. I think it's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think so too. I definitely think so too. And it, to me, what it really poses is this really interesting question of, you know like i said like as a soldier when do you get to question your orders and i think to me it's easy to think oh the empire takes over all the clones should realize the empire is not the republic it's bad the republic was good let's move on and what the show is telling us is no it's a lot more blurry than that I and mean, we know the republic had its problems and like if you were within a system and all you're hearing is the propaganda I understand why a part of Cody did think that the Empire is doing good. You know, that it is. He saw the horrors of the Clone Wars. Him and Obi-Wan talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Clone Wars are over now. And he can go to that woman and child and be like, "No, no, no, we're here to bring you peace. And to me, like, you know, Rex turned immediately and you totally get why. In part because they took out his chip. But I find something so poignant about Cody's story that it isn't easy for him. It isn't easy for AJ to portray all the things that he's been a part of, but also because, yeah, he he has spent his entire life believing the orders that have come down to him and thinking that if if the Jedi tell me, if my, officer, if my higher-ups tell me that this is the right thing to do, this is the right thing to do, and to decide that that's wrong is a really hard thing to do. And I'm just really glad we got to see that. And yeah, of course he wants validation. He wants Crosshair or someone else to agree with him. And the fact that even though he doesn't get that, he goes AWOL, I, I just love it for him.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely the character arc we needed for Cody. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about our other big character from this episode. Um, Crosshair. Uh, what do you think of your, your baby Crosshair? Ugh. Can you still <laughs> fix him? Can I still fix it?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think so. He just needs a little more love and validation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um... I don't know. I'm still, maybe I'm just romanticizing it. Maybe I'm crazy. But I saw this episode as like a step to Crosshair kind of moving away from the Empire. Like he's still, Mm. he's still there and he's still in it. But I think, as I said earlier, everyone he knows defecting and just being so ostracized, being the only clone in his armor, being the only clone without a squad. I think it's starting to get to him. And so right. we. it could go either way. We might see him dive deeper into the Empire and really just like, this is my thing. This is what's going on. This is all I am. Yeah. Or we might see it start to affect him in a more negative way and have him start to like question and think more for himself.
0: Yeah. I think so too. and I think that's the big breakthrough because I think – in the same way that Cody is kind of tortured by these questions, Crosshair is trying as hard as he possibly can to not ask the question. You know, mm-hmm. that line where, like you said, where Cody asks, do you think we're really doing the right thing? And he just refuses to, to even want to engage with it. it. It reminds me a lot of ways of, you know, like when you have a friend or a loved one who's in a bad situation and they don't want to recognize it with a partner or a friend or a parent or a job, or whatever. And, and I've certainly been this person and like people try to point it out to you. And you just get super defensive. You're like, no, 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 no. That can't be. I I my my fundamental value is that this person, this job, this family, this situation is good. Not only do I want to question it, but I'm going to reject anyone who wants me to question it. But then, you know, more and more people start pulling back because they can't, they can't deal with that with it, you know, anymore. And 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 you come to that place where it's like, oh yeah, all of these people are pulling back from me. All these people are walking away from me. What is happening? Why is this happening? It yeah. might not be that. You know, and I'm not saying that the walking away is the thing to do in those other situations. Can be, cannot be. That's a totally different question. But like the fact that and in some ways that it takes that other non-clone kind of needling him a little bit. I mean, like, why is it that everybody you hang out all the clones you hang out with wind up disappearing? Um it's funny because I think from the very beginning, Rossi, I don't think he has a conscience. I don't think he is the the person who's gonna be like, oh no, we've been doing these terrible things. Like, I'm just really curious to see where Crosshair goes now that he's alone. Because I, I don't see him being the one who's like, oh, no, we're doing these terrible things to people. Like, he, that was never what he was thinking about. But I think he is going to start thinking for him about, like, who are my brothers? Who is my family? And that maybe the Bad Batch are still the people he wants to be with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hope that's what we get. Right. But also, I could see them pushing it off for another season or two because he's just such a mm-hmm. good villain.
0: Right. Well, I mean, he may well take the t- he may well take that tack of, yes, they're all leaving me because, you know, they're horrible. Like, how dare they abandon me? And so he's going to go on this like, like, I could see him kind of breaking away from the Empire and just basically being like, no, I don't I don't care about the Empire anymore. I just want revenge. I want to take yeah. out the bad yeah. batch, you know, him yeah. being this kind of like non imperial thing.
1: I could see that, too, because that was yeah. a big thing in the finale of season one. And he brought it up in mid-season one, too, but about, like, you abandoned me. Like, I thought no man left behind. Yeah. What happened to that? And he really kind of throws that in Hunter's face so I could see him falling down that path more and just being like, no, you guys left me. Therefore, you're dead to me. And I'm going to make you
0: dead. (laughs) The resentment, the anger, all of that, the defensiveness. Mm -hmm. Because he just doesn't want to look at what everyone else has seen. Mm Mm-hmm. To switch gears for a second, I want to talk just a bit about Tawny Ames because she said something that made me so happy. I literally had to pause it and watch it again, which is where she says, you know, in this, Dooku was right. And and what she's talking about is like the failings of the Republic. And you and I haven't talked about this much, but it, but it's one of my favorite hobby horses that I think the Dooku of the first part of Attack of the Clones, before we know he's worked for, for – Palpatine is much more interesting because, like, I always thought the separatists are much better characters if, if we know that there are good reasons why they're doing it. That the Republic is mm-hmm. corrupt. And, and you can understand that, yeah, there's a lot of people who just want to make money and that's fine. But that there are these independent systems who think the Republic is broken and corrupt and want nothing more to do with it. And, and when she says that, yeah, the Republic, you know, always had this potential to become kind of much more fascist and, and like the Empire – she says, as Dooku warned, it just made me so happy because it was to me like, you know, it felt like there was this tension with the separatists of, on the one hand, they're making good points. They're pointing out the fault failings of the Republic. On the other hand, they're all just, you know, either Sith or trying to make money and trying to exploit people and they're terrible. And I just really liked seeing this perspective of people who were like, yeah, whatever else about Dooku and all of them, like the Republic was never it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really – I liked that a lot. I caught on to that, too. And I kind of like the duality of we get because mm-hmm. the first two episodes of this season were about how he was corrupt, and he stole from his people, and he just wanted riches and yep. to fuel the war. And here we see, yes, that was all true, as can be true with leaders. They can be corrupt, but they can still right. have – valid points and he did
0: a, a lot of the worst demagogues in our history have been ones who do point out a real corruption do point out a real problem and, and get people fired up because the people are angry at what's happening to them but then says oh so we're gonna replace it with this other thing that's gonna be horrible and terrible and mm-hmm. yeah so i think you're right that that i hadn't even thought about that how much we're seeing that duality of him from episodes one and two but you're right it all fits together so well
1: yeah it seems like I almost feel like Filoni recognized the um, 2D-ness of mm-hmm. Dooku in the Clone Wars and is making an effort to explain the character better post-mortem and give him yeah. better reasons. And especially with the episodes from Tales of the Jedi that we got about Dooku and then yeah. this afterwards, I'm just really loving what we're learning about this character. We're getting the character that we needed from Dooku.
0: Yeah. And that, and and uh, the book that came out about him—I think it was last year—Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, it's oh. actually a script for a play, but it's really good, and it, it also goes a lot more into Dooku's background and history. So, okay. so those are the main things, things I had. Any other things uh, about the episode you wanted to comment on that we haven't gotten to? Um,
1: oh, one thing that it was—it was just a little little thing. At the very start of the episode, when Crosshair walks into the mess hall, he sits down by two clones. They're at the other end of the table, and they get up and they leave. But before he sits down with them, we hear them talking, and one of them says, "Oh, did you hear the um, what is it? The defense recruitment bill is up for vote again. I hope I hope it doesn't pass for our sake." Right. And so that's the bill that Admiral Rampart and Tarkin were really pushing for in the first season to get constrict cons- scripted soldiers versus clones
0: right
1: and so it's just like it was a nice little throw in to remind us of what's happening in the background and what really mm-hmm. is going to be happening to the clones they are starting to be recycled out it's like putting more pressure i feel like on crosshair of like oh and the empire is not treating you well like i think it's gonna come to a head at yeah. some point and that could be you know maybe he doesn't leave the empire maybe they kick him out
0: yeah yeah I mean, we know that 10 years from now, we know that like you know, 10, 9 years from now, a lot of the clones are going to be homeless veterans on the street, as we mm-hmm. saw in Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and we certainly know that within 20 years, none of the clones are going to be in, in the, the fighting anymore. That's all just going to be the stormtroopers. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've always thought that transition is one of the most interesting. And I just found I was really, I, I think I always had this sort of idea that after Order 66, it's just like a switch is thrown and all the clones are, are put out. And so seeing that, yeah, there are still a lot of clones in the military, you know, seeing them in the in the mess halls, but that it's mostly not the ones we know, uh, mm-hmm. except for someone like Cody, who, who is interesting like because in the Clone Wars, we saw him doing so many good things, but the last thing we saw, and certainly if you only watch the movies, it may be the only thing with Commander Cody you really saw, was him trying to kill Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's just so many interesting ways to go, and it's funny, especially after, like, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, which, like, I didn't mind the divergence into the Mandalorian territory, but I know other people really didn't like it. I, I don't want us to lose focus on the Bad Batch and Crosshair, but I would love to see more of Cody, especially because I want to know, at some point, does he start questioning, like, as part of his questioning the Empire, do we get him reflecting on his, like, long friendship with with obi-wan and him questioning like what why did i so easily agree to kill obi-wan who had been this great you know i I just want to see where that goes
1: yeah 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 i would love that too like just learning more about order 66 and what it was like from a clone's perspective with an active chip right that would be very interesting
0: like how did – I mean it, I imagine it's got to feel awful to realize you've been that badly manipulated, you know, that you turned on the people who you really had the great relationship with. Mm-hmm. Or some of them who, who no, continue to be like, no, the Jedi were terrible. They were, you know, mm-hmm. on and people like that ordering us into terrible situations.
1: Yeah, and I wonder yeah. if he's not already having these thoughts about Order 66 specifically because um, in that one conversation he has with Crosshair – when they're talking about the bad batch defecting, and Cody's like kind of hoping for some validation there. Another thing that he says, crosshair says they defected, therefore, there are enemies just like the Jedi. And mm-hmm. then it it shows Cody's face. and he kind of just shifts a little. Like we see that he almost disagrees, in my opinion, yeah. at least that Cody, like, here's crosshair say that and takes note of once again, we're not on the same page. We're thinking different things.
0: Yeah. One other thing that I noticed was there's a scene where Crosshair is in kind of like the, the mess, the cafeteria, and he sits with two regs who look very basic. Like they – it, not in terms of like basic what we mean today, but in terms of like the, the, their factory settings. You know, they haven't sort of started with their hair or their appearance or tattoos. And that was interesting to me of that, that it's clones who – you know, we talked before about how a lot of the clones really show their individuality, their independence, in their the uh, way they express themselves and in the way they 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 look. And so, seeing two clones who haven't do that, and and wondering like, so is that mostly who is still with the Empire? Is the clones who maybe didn't tap into a real sense of individualism, but are just like, yeah, I'm I'm two two six five, that's two two six seven. We're gonna go take our orders.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I kind of wonder also, is that something the Empire did, you know? If they just had different hair, maybe the Empire said, nope, can't cut it, can't bleach it, you got to look the same. Names? No. Numbers. Right. And so I wonder, yeah, like I bet it is like the people who – the people who had tattoos have probably been recycled out or left on their own because they maybe had more of an individuality to them. And I saw this thing online talking specifically about Jesse, who's a clone that we see in the Clone Wars, and he has a tattoo of the Republic kind of sigil emblem, mm-hmm. and it's across his entire face and head. And he does die um, in the seventh season of Clone Wars trying to kill Ahsoka and Rex, but I saw this online thread talking about even if he hadn't died, he would have been killed for his tattoo. Because it was a Republic tattoo Right. kind of a thing. And so I wonder if there's not more cases of that, of being executed or kicked out based on how they chose to express themselves.
0: Yeah. Kind I of which is what true. you were saying. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, that's a great place to wrap up. and We're going to have our bonus section uh, for the patrons. But I just want to start by saying, first of all, thank you to our patrons. We've had two new ones join us recently, uh, Riley and Mary Garrett. You are both awesome. Thank you so much for helping to support the podcasts we do. To anybody else, if you're thinking about, um, if you enjoy these podcasts, if you want to help continue content like this, please think about becoming a patron. Uh, you can do it for as little as a buck a month. Uh, you get some great benefits, including ad free content and the bonus content we're talking about. If that's not a good thing for you though, if you're enjoying these podcasts and want to help support us in other ways, go to your whatever your podcast app is. Leave us a five star review. Share it with a friend. Help us get the word out so we get more people into this great conversation, because at the end of the day, we love not just talking to you all, but hearing back from you. We're going to definitely do some feedback episodes. We've already started to get some interesting feedback. Best way to find us for feedback is by going to theethicalpanda.com. There you'll find all the different ways to contact us, uh, email, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, and we're going to go into our bonus content in just a moment, which is actually going to be about the Hyrule republic Novel, Convergence, which whether you've read it or not, we're going to give a – not going to go too, too in-depth in it, but we're going to talk a lot about why it was important and what we really thought of it. Um, but first for that, Erin, you obviously do a lot more than podcasting. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So my main Star Wars thing is cosplay. Um, I cosplay Ahsoka and I'm just starting out. So I'm doing a lot of building and I have a lot of things that are works in progress, but I've been posting about it and sharing my progress and stuff. I have a TikTok and an Instagram. They're both at lady period Tano period creates, um, yeah. Sometimes I post funny things. I had some Christmas stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give me a follow if you're interested in seeing kind of behind the scenes of a beginner cosplayer and yeah. the mistakes I make.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of fun because it's – I had no idea what went into all that stuff, you know? And so watching someone go through the process, you know, do things that like to my untrained eye, it all looks awesome. But you know, going be like, okay, well, actually this didn't work out the way I wanted – you know, how how you balance the exact look versus like what you can actually put on your head, keep on your head for a while. Uh, It's just really great. So definitely check all that out. Uh, If you're a patron, stay tuned for the rest of the content for everybody else. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.